Welcome to another episode of Connect and Move Radio. I'm your host, Andy Fortuna, and today we actually have a co-host, Tim Langer. Did I pronounce that correctly? Almost. Pretty close. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about intermittent fasting and performance. Today's guest is George Romao. Born and raised in Venezuela with Portuguese parents, he played soccer up until college where he received a bachelor's degree in economics in the main university of Venezuela while also working at his father's restaurant. He lives with his wife, Annalise, in Miami and enjoys CrossFit and fitness in general and is a personal trainer and a fitness nutrition specialist. He has been training individuals and groups of people for over five years. And lastly, he started his own business, Fit by Romao, with, with his wife, where they provide fitness and nutritional coaching programs. George, welcome to the show, bud. Hey, nice. How you doing? I'm How doing you doing? Great. So happy to be here. I was just listening to, to that intro. I'm like, wow. That's me, yeah. <laughs> it's, weird. it's weird to to hear someone else talking about you like that. But yeah, great. And so, so happy to be here. It's a pleasure. So talk to us a little bit more how, I mean, again, the bio kind of summed it up for us. But tell us, how did you go from Venezuela to Miami? And why do you choose uh, personal training and nutrition uh, as your passion? All right. So I'm going to try to not to make it too long. <laughs> the older I get, I, I realize my stories start to to get older. To, to get longer. <laughs> so back in, so yeah, I was born and raised in Venezuela. Like, like you said, my, my parents and my whole family for that matter are from Portugal. And my mom was actually born in Angola, which was at the moment uh, a colony of the, so it was a Portuguese territory. So she was born in Africa. Anyway, she met my dad in Portugal and they both went to Venezuela in the early 80s because Venezuela was doing, was doing pretty good. And, and so they wanted to, to go there and, and, you know, and start a life. And so I was born there in the year 1983. And then from there, so I lived in Venezuela up until I was 29. And so in my 20s, I used to come to, to Miami. I came a few times. And, and one of those times, I, I, will, I, will, I mean, I will come to Miami just for vacation. And then in one of those vacations, I met Annalise. Annalise is it's my wife. And so when I met her, I met her because, I mean, she's Venezuelan too, although she moved here to Miami uh, uh, much earlier. She was like 13 or 14 years old. Anyways, in one of those vacations, I met her through uh, uh, another friend. And uh, then we, I mean, nothing happened there, let's say it that way. And then in another vacation, we let's say we did that vacation together. We went on a trip to California, and that's when it all started. So we fell in love. I basically just went back to Venezuela just to get uh, my affairs together. And then I would just, I came to Miami. I moved here to, to be with her. We got married, and, and that's how I ended up here in Miami. That's pretty a pretty good uh, love story there. That should be on Disney. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I, then I came here and we, we wanted to get married as soon as possible. And so she didn't have family here. My family was in Venezuela and in Portugal. So we were like, you know what? Let's go to Vegas and get married there. And just, you know, if we're going to spend the money, let's spend it in us instead of since we can like really, you know, throw a party because we didn't have like family. So we went to Vegas and we got married there. That's awesome. So you came to Miami, you were married uh, to Annalise, and then you guys, was she also a personal trainer? You guys kind of did it on the go. How did, like, how, yeah, how did so, personal training start to happen? Yeah, so when I when I was in Venezuela, I, I've been always into sports. Like growing up, like you said, I, I played um, mainly soccer. And then I played soccer up until I was in college. Then when I started working, I, I graduated from uh, the economics school, uh, finances. So I went to work. I work. I worked in finances for for about five years. And in that during that time, I wasn't. I I stopped playing soccer. I mean, I will play it like with friends every now and then. But I started get super into trail running. So in Caracas, where I'm from, there's beautiful mountains, and so I got into that. So every day after my nine to five job, I will go to El Avila, which is the main. A very beautiful mountain in Caracas, and I would just run sometimes, depending on the time. Sometimes we run one hour, two hours, up hills, and then downhills, of course. And so that's like 
how that's what I was doing before coming to Miami. So when I come to Miami, Annalise was super into CrossFit. So I got into CrossFit too. I, like I've heard uh, about CrossFit before, be, even being in Venezuela. It was just like very, like just getting started there. And so when I moved here, I started going to the same gym as Annalise was going and I got into CrossFit. And so after a couple of years or I will say a year doing CrossFit, I, I was of, of course doing it every day and super into it. The owner of this gym, he tells me, to to basically get my L1 and my level one CrossFit certificate, which I, I already did without him even knowing, and I, I had done. And then he told me to, if I wanted to start teaching some classes or uh, there at his gym. And that's really how it all started. And at that point, Annalise wasn't uh, teaching any classes yet. She was just an athlete. Mm, so yeah. CrossFit kind of started your journey. I mean, Annalise was already part of the CrossFit community and you kind of joined in, you had exactly. this opportunity and then you became uh, a coach and then it kind of flourished from there. How yeah. did, uh, how did nutrition play a part here? how do you, uh, or why did you go into nutrition and the, the fitness nutritional specialty that you, you got? Yeah. So, so nutrition for me, look, like looking back, I was thinking about that. And when I, when I was in Venezuela, so I live, I, I, up until I moved here, I was living with my parents and my mom like was doing all the cooking. She she was at home all the time. And I never thought about cooking myself at all. I never was like mindful about what I was eating. It was basically whatever my mom, you know, I mean, my mom, it's, 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 I mean, she's making all the, all my meals. She's preparing all mm -hmm. my meals. So I'm like, okay, I mean, I'm not going to even think about it. I mean, I'm getting, you know, the food in the, uh, in the, on the table. So this is, I don't have to really put too much thought but then mm -hmm. when I when I move, like I mean, it's when I look when I think about it, it was already pretty late, like late twenties. But I moved to Miami. I'm with Annalise, and then I start. It's like okay, I'm I'm now I'm making my own food, and I start like getting into okay. But that's let's let me see why I'm eating the way I'm eating. How should I eat? And then I start. It was a combination of like really wanting to know how how the whole system of of nutrition works in a, in the sense of why are the foods that are available in the supermarket the ones that are available why are we eating as a society or as, or as an species the way uh, the way we're eating and so i got super into I, I mean reading books about nutrition watching documentaries like like just wanting to know more and more about nutrition and, and then from there it just escalated i, I mean to a point where well, yeah, I decided to get my certification, and 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 after that, I mean, I, it's it's yeah, like you said, we started a, our business, Fit by Romao, a couple of years ago, which was a combination of personal training or fitness and nutrition, and and definitely the nutrition part. I mean, since I since I started wanting to know more about nutrition, I realized, I mean, the more I knew about nutrition, the more important I realized it was. Even if like if you're into fitness, there's no way you leave nutrition out of the equation. And so for me was, that's how it all started, yeah. I mean, very good point. So what did you learn? What, what are the, some of the fundamentals of a good diet for, for let's say the average person? Yeah, so, so yeah, if you, if you think about it, so I started learning about, about how are we eating, right? Like I was, uh, I was saying before, and then I see, well, but so this is happening while I'm here, right, in America. And it's like, okay, so so let's explore this American or the, the so-called typical American diet, which is very high in processed foods and in processed carbohydrates. And I mean, to answer your question without going any any further, I mean, I think if I have to say the way that, the way that everybody should be eating and keep it very simple, first of all, everybody should be eating veggies. And this is something that our moms and our abuelas were always saying, and it's just true. I mean, they were, they've been saying it the whole time and we try to just, well, we don't try it. I mean, that will be another point. It's just uh, nobody, like you, you, you're never like driving on the highway and see an advertisement uh, about veggies. That never happens. It will be about, you know, any other processed food. So so this is something that we have to basically learn on our own and, and on our own. And, and yeah, I mean, everybody should be eating veggies. Everybody should be eating. Uh, everybody should be what I like to call, first of all, uh, 
eating in a mindful way, which is knowing what you're eating, which is one of the, it's a, it's a, it's a big problem. It's, we just, we tend to think that if it's being sold or if it's on the shelves of, of a supermarket, well, if it's there, I mean, I guess it's, it's safe for us to consume. And it's just not like that. We should all really have a, a, a basic knowledge in nutrition and stuff, a basic stuff like when you go to the supermarket and you're getting your groceries, you should read ingredients. And this is something that, like in my experience, it very, very, like the amount of people that do that, it's very little. And reading the ingredients is super important. Like why, how come you're putting in your body stuff that you don't really know about, right? So if you think about it, it's, it's pretty crazy. And so the best way to, to do it, it's to eat stuff, to eat foods that are, that are, don't have ingredients because they're whole, like, you know, when you eat your vegetables. And so, yeah, I, I keep emphasizing on vegetables because I think it's a, it's a very important, it should be a very important part of every human being diet. Uh, of course, we need the protein. So the source for the protein, well, it will be, I mean, definitely lean protein. If you, if you, I mean, that will be another discussion, but if you eat, if you're eating animal protein, so just make sure you get the best sources like organic, or if you, if it's chicken and, and red meat, make sure it's pasture raised and, it, and it's a humane way of, let's say, uh, producing that food and all that. And then uh, the other macronutrient will be fats and which... The problem with fats is that it's been demonized for, for so long and healthy fats are very important for us. So yeah, getting healthy fats like the ones in, let's say, salmon or sardines or olive oil or avocados and all that. So again, to answer your question, it's about keeping it simple, eating veggies, it, it getting good sources and lean sources of protein and the healthy fats. Everybody should be getting at least those, I think. What I get right away is balance, right? Okay. Yes. Um, balance with mindfulness, right? You have yeah. the uh, most people, like, like you mentioned, you see the billboards with this giant burger or this giant yeah. steak, um, exactly. right? Uh, and actually, Chick Fil A made a playoff of that, right? Where they started having billboards of cows saying yeah. "Eat more chicken," right? Yeah. But <laughs> you don't and see <laughs> exactly. You don't you don't see a big billboard that says, "Hey, make sure you have a balanced meal." Yeah. It's more like the flashy, the sexy stuff. Exactly. Um, so you mentioned veggies, mentioned proteins, fats, basically having a balanced diet, right? Yeah. And we're going to go into intermittent fasting now, but I think for a lot of people, it's not as complicated as we think, right? Just like exercise. Oh, yeah. Move move a little bit more, eat a little bit better, make better decisions, yeah. uh, be an informed consumer, right? Exactly. If you're buying something, just don't buy it just for face value, right? Yeah. You, yeah. you want to understand why you're buying something, right? The same reason when you go buy a car, it's not like, oh, I'm getting that one, right? Oh, you probably wow. test drive, yeah. you test drive it, you ask, uh, or even now, now Google reviews or any reviews, before yeah. anybody does anything, there's reviews. You go to a hotel, you have Yelp, uh, TripAdvisor, you have all this stuff. Um, I think food should be the same way. I myself, I'm not a cooker. I'm mm -hmm. terrible cook, but uh, right, my mother-in-law cooks, right? And okay. always talking to her about, hey, what are you putting in the food? Why do you put it in the food? And you know, if, if there's a better option, do you think yeah. about doing this rather than that? So it's not so much, because um, I think too, coming from a Hispanic family, we tend to think, oh, all this is fat and this and this, right? Yeah. But especially being them being more of an older crowd, you can't just go in there guns blazing and saying, hey, we're going to be vegetarian now or we're going to be exactly. uh, vegan. No. I think creating a conversation and showing them, hey, like, I know we've been doing this for, you know, years. Yeah. Have you, you know, why is it that you cook with uh, old oil that's been stuffed, uh, stuffed in, the, in the oven? Why not do this type of oil? And hey, by the way, instead of eating uh, this and this and, you know, high fat stuff here or whatever, or maybe can we start implementing some veggies? And this is why I think so. Balanced diet is something that I, that came out to me when you when you were speaking. Yeah. Mindfulness is big because a lot of times when we're eating, we're either eating in a hurry or eating to uh, almost like terrorize <laughs> our stomach. Right. Anything that we see, we're just trying to and uh, devour it's not something it's actually funny that i'm gonna bring this up that one of my professors in acupuncture school he said you know the taoist uh practitioner people that practice the tao and like the tai chi and all that stuff 
with each bite, they're consciously thinking, what are they eating? How this is going to be uh, basically metabolized and what's going to mm-hmm. happen afterwards. Like, yeah. again, realistically, I am for sure not going to do that. I actually tried and I lost uh, my attention span only lasted <laughs> about 10 seconds. But it's, it's, it's the, 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 the principle of, hey, you're eating. So think yeah. about eating. Think about don't think about work. Don't think about all the stuff mindfulness always understanding what you're eating and making a choice on uh what you choose to eat and what you choose to buy sure is it more expensive probably going the healthier route absolutely Mm -hmm. maybe you'll have a cheap meal here and there you're gonna eat out and you're gonna have maybe junk food here and there um but again i think what you mentioned as far as balance and mindfulness was uh pretty good important you're you're making so many important points balance is great uh mindfulness it's it's like you the example that you just gave like it's it's true. Like when people are going uh, go to buy a car, nobody just buys a car and like, yeah, this looks good. I think I'm gonna get this car. <laughs> and that's what's happening in the grocery store because that's why the food industry does. They like let's let's say I don't know a cereal box. You if you just judge the product by you know that front that you that you have, it's yeah. I mean it's it's tentative to to just put it in your cart. But is it really good? Why don't you just turn it? Why don't you just turn it over and look at the ingredients, right? And and then from there, we will. It, it will be also important to know uh, what you're looking at. And 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 the other point you made is yes, keeping it simple. Because one thing that I'm that I always try to teach my clients, for example, it's like because I don't want like not everybody should need needs or has to get super interested in every single. Uh, let's say aspect of nutrition. I know it can be boring. Like, do I have to know what this strange name that it's in the ingredients is? So no, I, I understand that 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 no, you don't you don't have to. But look, if you are looking at the ingredients of your food and there's w- too many ingredients that you don't know what they are, you probably shouldn't be eating that. Because <laughs> think about it, it's food. It shouldn't be a bunch of weird names, right? And I'm saying this, yeah, just to you keep it simple, like you say, keep it keep it basic. Coming back briefly to your point of mindfulness, I, I, you mentioned yes. basically at the the point of purchase, let's say. But mm-hmm. do you see also a difference, let's say, in terms of mindfulness during the act of eating, in terms of like how you eat, whether you eat like quickly in front of the TV or whether you kind of yes, let's yes, say, definitely more mindful during during your meal. Yeah, so I'm definitely like referring more to the act of of deciding and knowing what you're eating. But what you're saying, it's also big. And I'm personally working on that. I have to accept. Annalise, for example, my wife, she's very good at that. And she's big into that. Like she sits and she's very mindful about that moment. She doesn't like sometimes and this happens because I say I'm working and I'm next to her and I, you know, I go and I ask her something or want to talk something about work. And she's like, I'm not working right now. you know. And, and, and yeah, for me, that's what I'm saying. I'm working on that because for me, sometimes I'm and I, I tend to eat like watching TV and it's something that I've done my whole life. And I'm basically I mean, let's say that I already did a good part by being mindful about what I put in my plate. But the, the mindful, the being mindful while you are eating, it's, it's also very important. And it's been, it's been directly linked to better digestion, for example, and better absorption of nutrients. So it's definitely something that, that I'm working on. And yes, that everybody, everybody should try. But yeah, definitely, I was, I was referring more to, to, to that, to the, to the act of you know, being mindful about what you are actually buying, what you're actually preparing and putting in your plate a lot of people they don't understand well it's starting to be a little more mainstream and people are being more mm-hmm. aware of it now but um the way you're right health healthy gut healthy mind and vice versa right mm-hmm. um the way we treat our nutrition we, we start to have clearer mind focused thoughts all that yeah. you know it starts to now build more on the mindset and how basically mental health side of things but yeah. the opposite is true too vice versa if we are eating, right, that vagus nerve that travels from, uh, that basically is located inside, basically in the gut, it has mm-hmm. to do a lot with uh, head and mental stuff. Mm-hmm. If we're constantly thinking about work and stress and all that stuff while we're eating, our digestion is probably not that good. So, I mean, a big yeah. component of that is mindfulness. And again, it's a practice. I'm not going to say I'm perfect at it, but yeah. it's something that I'm consciously uh working on right and i think that should be true for everyone and i think for the listeners to hear that right like oh my god like 
you know, you are a health practitioner and you are having problem with this. Exactly. Yeah, we do. <laughs> we're, not, <laughs> we're not machines, but yeah, that's why that. we have these. That's why we have these conversations to to open that up. Yeah. Um, to go on, what's so? Talk to me about intermittent fasting. I know <laughs> you have uh, some resources when it comes to that, but talk to yeah. me a little bit more. What exactly that is, and and what are the I guess the best approaches to using something like intermittent fasting as a tool for diet nutrition and uh, actually take that out diet yeah, more of a lifestyle. Yeah. So yeah, so intermittent fasting. I mean, you couldn't have said it better. It's a tool, and that's what it is. And, and look, it's, it's also, it's, it's very, it, like you were saying that I'm going to use the word you just used. It's very mainstream lately, intermittent mm-hmm. fasting, intermittent. And, and I know a lot of people tend to be a skeptical when something is just, you know, is making too much noise. We're like, yeah, that probably doesn't work <laughs> or, mm-hmm. or there's something wrong with that. Okay. So yeah, I'm big into just, you know, doing the, the, the work and the research and, and let's look at the papers and let's look at the studies. There's, and, 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 and from there it's, it's easier to, to make a, a, you know, a judgment. So yeah, intermittent fasting is something that I use as a tool. I use it myself and I use it for many, for a few years before I started implementing it on with my clients. And for some people, it definitely doesn't work. And I, I mean, if I have to say, for example, uh, with my clients, I will say it, it has worked for at least for 90% of them and work in a way that they end up loving it. That's the other thing. It has to be something that you do and that you're okay with that. And it's not something that you have to be forced to do because if, if that's the case, it's just not going to work. So intermittent fasting is basically like the name says that you, you, you have a window to eat and then you have a window where you fast. So usually the intermittent, intermittent fasting is also a, a broad concept because intermittent fasting can be eating in an eight-hour window and fasting for 16 hours. But intermittent fasting can be also eating every other day. That could also be called intermittent fasting. Let's say it's just another kind of intermittent fasting. So one a way of saying it that I like more it's not that intermittent fasting is wrong at all, and it's it's just a way that we all know how to call it, but it's time-restricted eating. So you just restrict the window in which you eat, and then when, you, when you're not in that window, you're just not eating. So yeah, usually what I use for most of my clients, it's, it's the 8-16 hour protocol. So you eat all your meals, you, you get all your calorie intake within those eight hours, and then you go 16 hours without eating. And look, like you just said also, it's not a diet. It's more like it's just a protocol of if is that. It's when to eat more than what to eat. And studies have shown, for example, that people who doesn't change their diet at all, just by restricting the window in which they, they eat, they, they benefit from it. One of the benefits is, of, of course, the ones that most people look with, uh, with nutrition, which is losing weight. And is there a difference, I mean, other than the time restriction in terms of a regular fast? Let's say if I would do a fast for, for a number of days and then eat normally, or is, it, is, is there other effects here in intermittent fasting? So intermittent, yeah, yeah, exactly. So good point. So intermittent fasting, like I would say, there, there are many benefits, many benefits from intermittent fasting that would not uh, take place unless we're talking uh, about a long fast. So, for example, there's uh, this professor and, and, and he's a scientist. His name is uh, Walt, uh, Walter Longo. He's, uh, he's American-Italian. I think he works in the University of South uh, Carolina, I think. I'm not sure about that. But he wrote this book. It's called uh, The Longevity Diet. And he has this protocol, which is a, it's a, he called it a fasting mimicking diet. And it's a protocol where you fast for five days, right? So he created the protocol in a way where you don't have to fast, completely fast. You just reduce your your calories. So the protocol goes like you eat about 200 to 400 calories uh, a day within those five days. I mean, every, every day of those five days. And the benefits of doing a prolonged diet like this are benefits that you don't really see 
if you just do uh, the intermittent fasting, let's say in an eight, 16 hour protocol, the one that I was talking before, which is for example, autophagy. And autophagy, I know it's a word that a lot of people just throw around, but it's, it's basically uh, your, your, uh, your body making new cells out of uh, the dead cells, right? And this is something that even now, uh, we don't know how long does the fast, like exactly how long the fast needs to be so our bodies start doing this. But apparently with five days, with this five-day uh, prolonged pro, uh, uh, prolong fasting, uh, that effect takes place. So my point is that depending on the amount of, uh, on, the, on the fasting window or, or the, the, how long the fasting is, the benefits can vary. So for example, for the 16-hour protocol, like I was saying, losing weight is nothing magic. It's just that we have this problem that we're eating all day. We are... When, when people start, I, something that I do with my clients, it's I bring this mindfulness to them and I, I, I'm, I, I tell them, okay, so for this week, I want you to write down at what time you have your first, uh, you, let's say your first calorie intake. If it's, for example, uh, uh, a latte, it has milk, it has calories, so you're technically breaking your fast, you start there. And note at what time you have your dinner for example let's say that's the last meal or your late night the late night uh, snack that a lot of people also has and for most people they don't realize but they eat for 14 15 even 16 hours a day and what happens with this is uh, something very intuitive we're not giving our bodies a break we're not giving our guts and our digestive system uh, system a break not even to absorb the foods that we're eating so so people benefit from this. People like like Andy was saying before, uh, they they feel uh, high energy, and it's just because I mean there are many reasons, but this the the more uh, intuitive, like I was saying, one is that every time you eat, the process of digestion is priority for your body, right? If you if you're eating, once you eat, okay, your body understands, your brain understands, okay, we're gonna we have to take care of this. And that's what we tend to feel after we eat, like, you know, like a little lethar lethargic, like you need a nap. It's because of that. And if you don't, if you don't, if you're not eating all day, you feel this, you know, you feel, you get this feeling less and less. So you feel more energy. That's, that's, for example, one of the benefits. And like I was saying before, if we, if we're not eating all day, you feel more energy. You also absorb the nutrients that you're eating in a better way. And it's an overall healthier approach. And last thing I'm going to say, I'm, I, I'm talking too much about this subject, but I think, for example, I always love to look back at what we have been doing for the most part of our existence as a species. And it's for 99.99% of our existence, we have not, like, we never had the, 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 the amount or the availability of food that we have today. So eating all day, it's not, let's use the word natural. I don't like to use too much that word in that sense because I think everything, if it happens, it's natural. But it's just not, not, not what we've been doing. And so our, our ADN, for example, ADN are not, are not ready for this, are not, uh, didn't evolve for this, for this way of eating and availability of food that, you, that we have nowadays. You brought up so many good points. Um, one of the questions I have now, um, mm -hmm. you, you mentioned that let's say the eight to 16 hour, which you recommend mm -hmm. within the eight hour window. I mean, we talked before about the fundamentals of a good diet. Is mm -hmm. that what you would recommend then with eating in terms of the, in the eight hour window or are there other points to watch out for while, while you're not eating for the next 16 hours? Oh yeah. So so yeah, when I, I, I yeah, besides this protocol of of time restricted eating or intermittent fasting, yeah, like I said, there are, there there are studies showing benefits when you just do this without watching really what you eat. But of course, that's not the case. I mean, I, I of course you need to also watch that. And depending on my clients, I recommend different different uh, diets or protocols. But for example, one thing like I was saying at the beginning, uh, it's veggies. I mean, I always I make them eat veggies. So veggies is a big one. Hydration is a big one. For as part of, of my of my plan, of our plan, Feed by Romano, we also 
We also encourage people to meditate, for example. We encourage people to sleep at least seven hours. Mm-hmm. And the reason for these things is that it, it's an, I mean, it's the holistic approach. We are, it's, it's a system that, that it's working. It's, it's hard to just, like we were saying before, it's hard to just exercise and don't watch your, and not watch your nutrition. You won't get the, the, all the benefits you could. Or if you vice versa, if you watch your nutrition and you're not working out, you could benefit more if you work out. And, and yeah, if you do intermittent fasting, you will benefit more if you are mindful about what you're eating. And so, yeah, to answer, I think your question, it's yeah, I, veggies is a big one. And depending on the, on, on the client, because all, all our plans are very, uh, we, we, we personalize them. And, and so for some people, it will be higher protein. For some people, it can be a ketogenic diet, which is mm-hmm. high fat, low carbs. I, I've tried it myself and I, I loved it. It's hard to, to sustain in the long term, but, but it's, I mean, uh, eating low carb, I mean, you can benefit from, from less spikes in your insulin and from keeping your sugar, your blood, uh, your blood sugar uh, low. So that's, that's another protocol that I like to use. But again, it's not for everybody. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I encourage everybody to eat vegetables and to, and to have a good sources of carbs and fats and protein. Yeah. Okay. No, that clearly makes sense. Nice. You just mentioned another interesting point, sustainability. So let's say I'm sure everyone starts this with the good intentions and, and even with your support, but that's I'm sure true. life through sometimes curveballs. <laughs> so what happens if you fall off, let's say for, for a number of days, can you, do you recommend yeah. to just restart again or what is your approach yeah. to that? I'm sure you, you encounter that with some of your clients. Yeah, exactly. Tim. That's a, that's actually a great question because yeah, sustainability, it's uh it's, it's so important. Like whenever someone wants to try a diet or a way of eating, it has to be sustainable And I sometimes I feel like I'm so repetitive with this word and when I'm talking to my clients because sustainability, it's everything. Look, everybody starts a diet super excited and super motivated, but something that it's not going to last long is that motivation. And, that's, and that happens with nutrition and it happens with a lot of other things in life. And so what it's important, it's at the beginning, It's very important, the discipline. It's another important thing because at the beginning, it's normal. Let's say you start doing intermittent fasting. So yeah, at the beginning, it might even be hard, okay? Because mm-hmm. even though it's simple, it doesn't mean it's easy. But you try it, you get the hang of it. You are super, uh, you know, you're doing it, you're motivated, you're seeing results. But then, yeah, like you said, life gets in between and you have this trip or you have this party or you... You know, you're going on vacation and then all of a sudden you forget about what you were doing. And then is when you stop and you have to think, is this sustainable? Right. Mm-hmm. Because and, and that's not to say that I also teach my clients how to how to stay like how to how to keep a healthy diet or how to stay on, in track, even if you're on vacation. And that's part of, a, of what you were bringing up. It's the sustainability. If you are not able to go on vacation. If you're not able to go to a restaurant, if you become antisocial, you don't go and you, you know, you hang out with friends because you're afraid that you are going to eat something that you shouldn't, air quotes on that shouldn't, uh, it's not sustainable. So, yeah, I, I, I really, really work very close to my clients on building a way of eating that it's sustainable. And I like that when, when I stop working with a client, for example, it's he's, he or she is just ready to to take over, to, to have complete control over her, her or his nutrition. I think one of my favorite words of all time is sustainability and sustainability. Right? <laughs> and the reason I say that is because fads and research is going to come and go, right? But what's sustainable is always going to last, no matter what, right? Totally. There's been thousands of diets. There's been thousands of therapies and approaches and philosophies Uh, the best ones are the ones that are combined into the individual uh, opportunity or whenever put in context, right? Like you mentioned, um, you you use intermittent fasting as a tool, but you also use keto. It might Uh be part of that intermittent fasting or the low carb diet, whatever it may be, is combining depending on who's in front of you, that human uh, in front of you and your goal. And more importantly, 
um, how your body reacts to that. Because, yeah, intermittent fasting might be great for a million people, but you might not be so great, right? It might yeah. affect you in a negative way. So maybe another, another, and I don't like the word diet, completely honest, oh, because, okay. because yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, because most people, when they think of diet, is like, okay, I'm going to go for a diet for six months, and <laughs> then what, right? Yeah. So a lot of times when I talk about, again, I don't talk too much about nutrition, but I try to guide people. This is mm -hmm. not my forte, but I do know it a little bit to help yeah. them. Um, but is, okay, is it sustainable? Whatever you're doing now, are, do you see yourself doing it in the next six months and after that? Or is it more like uh, summertime, and then after that, you're going to go right back to Because by the way, stress, however you um, provide to your body, whether it's too much physical activity, if it's too much mental stress, if it's too much emotional stress. And by the way, a yo-yo diet is also stress to the body. Mm -hmm. So if you are restricting yourself from this or providing yourself this diet that's unsustainable, you're going to start to manifest other symptoms. Um, may not be uh, nutritional. It might be. It mm -hmm. might come somewhere else from somewhere else mm -hmm. because your body and you yourself know that this is not sustainable. So Absolutely. I think a big component that you just mentioned is sustainability and yeah. understanding what tool, whether it's an intermittent fasting or a keto, yeah. whatever it is, yeah. is sustainable to that person. Maybe a combination of the of the two. Yeah. Um, is super important. And you started talking about discipline. One, for sure, especially if you come or if you ra are raised a certain way and you realize, okay, you know what, this is probably wasn't the best way for me to do something or you were taught a certain way and, and you start to realize, okay, hey, you know, actually, you know, there's a better way of doing this. But now to, it's a lot harder to unlearn something than it is to uh, learn something, right? So yeah. for you to now change that habit, which again, we're now, we're going to go into that realm is, is, uh, is what I wanted to bring up is habit. But mm -hmm. with habit, it's more, it's more about starting a conversation with yourself and what your goals are, right? And yeah. understanding that is super important. Again, let's talk about intermittent fasting. If you start to see um, the intermittent fasting or a coach like yourself starts to say, hey, intermittent fasting is probably a good tool for you. Now you have to curate those habits around that to now create a more sustainable lifestyle, not a diet for three months. Absolutely. Um, And I think that's super important. Now, that being said, I was doing intermittent fasting without even thinking about it. Oh, you were? Yeah, I, yeah, I was doing, I would, I was, so you always heard, hey, breakfast is the most important thing, right? You have <laughs> yeah. to eat breakfast. And I would be, I would try to eat breakfast. It's just something that wouldn't stick with me. Like I was like, you know, I could not, I'd rather not eat breakfast and then eat like a early-ish lunch, mm -hmm. feel great, maybe eat another meal um, around three or four o'clock. And then maybe another meal around six or seven o'clock, and then I was good until right. Okay. And I and what I when I realized was when I was college. When I was in college, obviously as I played baseball in college, is that you have to gain weight, you have to get bigger, you have to get stronger. And I was like, oh, I gotta eat more. And I I'm talking about within a month's time, I stuff my face with uh, first of all also cooking wasn't like i said earlier in the podcast yeah cooking is not my forte so the only thing that i knew how to cook was fettuccine alfredo chicken alfredo um uh which is rice and chicken um what else did i know how to, how to cook i think that was it, it was yeah, just those two to. right i had carbs i had chicken and veggies uh would spoil so i wouldn't buy too much of those on a Yeah. Uh, college uh they don't budget. help you gain weight <laughs> exactly so i was like carbs and protein whatever and yeah. i got big i got really big but what i really got was inflamed i just felt yeah. super bloated all the time but i did gain weight i gained like 20 pounds not like okay. 10 i think like 10 or 15 pounds in a month and i was to me right air quotations i was jacked I was like, man, this is the biggest I've ever gotten. Give big. Me yeah, I was big, man. I was like, wow. But two weeks later, because I couldn't, like, I would eat food and it would disgust me. I don't know how I kept it down. Like, yeah. I would have to eat five giant plates a day. Giant. Yeah. I'm talking about whenever I would eat, I would have to eat another plate. But that second plate was just like, yeah. <sighs> it was like a workout, a marathon trying to get that down. But, and that's when I started realizing it was like, okay. I want to get big. I want to get strong. But this, what I'm doing, it's not sustainable. Because once I stopped two weeks down, I went right back to 165. Like, it was yeah. no problem. Now, flash forward now, I started to eat uh, more consistent, right? I started to, you know, test around this, this intermittent fasting. I started to uh, work out more regularly. Um, 
I started to take care of myself mentally, meditate, right? Uh, work life balance. Now work as much, take care of myself and, you know, combine the two. And guess what? I'm back to the same weight, if not a little heavier. And I feel better now with a lot more stress, right? It's not, it wasn't the fact that I didn't have bills to pay or all that stuff. Um, but is how is, is the conversation, the conversation I created, right? It's okay. If I want to do this, 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 I want to make sure that, okay, you know, something in, in work, I can have to work with a couple less patients to be able to now work out Mondays and Fridays and a little, uh, workout Tuesdays, Thursdays. Uh, yeah. I had to now be more aware of what I was eating. And, you know, even though I like cookies, maybe save that for Friday nights. You know, <laughs> try to now create that balance and start to create that habit with the conversation I was telling myself. I think a lot of times with people, when they hear, oh, this worked for me or this worked with Fulanito, oh, mm-hmm. I got to do that. Yeah, you know? Yeah. So I think a big, uh, what you mentioned, I know I went through the rabbit hole here, but sustainability, habits, yeah. and discipline are super important no matter what tool you use. I know we're talking about intermittent fasting, but yeah. um, I don't know if Tim had anything to say here. Yeah, just just coming back quickly, maybe let's say more from a practical side of point, because even if you have it and even if you're prepared, there will be the day or time where you will be unprepared and you might, mm-hmm. let's say, fail and you might not even have the option to eat yeah. healthy, as we described before, in, in that moment. Let's say traveling at the airport, there's only a McDonald's. So what is your recommendation not to eat in that situation or to eat uh, unhealthy? <laughs> That's a very good question. So here's the thing. Fasting for being, being, being uh, like, let's say, accustomed or getting your body used to being okay with fasting gives you that flexibility of whenever you are in a, in a, in a situa- situation where, you know, you you can't eat or the options that you have are not the best ones or are basically unhealthy like you just said uh, you just don't eat mm-hmm. and and first i'm not saying that that's exactly what you have to do it, it will also i mean it depends on the situation uh, and and all the details of the situation of but let's say let's say that i don't know it's 2 p.m and you usually you eat at 2 p.m but there's nothing to eat and you know that at 5 p.m you will be able to eat something that, that, that you, you know, that it's healthy and that you mm-hmm. really uh, uh, do good to your body. So you could definitely wait those three hours. Like there will be no problem whatsoever with that. And that also brings me a little bit to what Andy was uh, saying about uh, forcing or force feeding yourself and forcing yourself to gain weight. Cause I also went through that. I'm, 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 I'm always being skinny. It's just my, uh, you know, it's my, my physical, uh, it's how I, how I am. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I, I also went through that phase of, I want, especially, you know, on my, on my, it's my body type. I wanted to say it's on my mm-hmm. early twenties. I w- I want to gain weight. Right. And so, yeah, I will stuff my face. Like Andy was saying, and just eat, eat, eat. And then, and you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's what I call, it's an unhealthy relationship with food. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you doing? Are you really eating for fuel? Are you just, is it is it a good way to to gain weight? Because that's the other thing. I was when I was listening to 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 you, Andy. You were saying that you know you were eating lots of pasta and rice and yeah. and all this because that's when when that's what what we tend to think or what it's common knowledge. If you if you want to weight if you want to gain weight, you go and eat all the carbs you want. And I've had clients uh, that can gain weight and. Or, or they that that want to gain weight, they want to gain uh, muscle mass, of course. And a way to to be in a calorie in a calorie surplus is, for example, increasing uh, fats. So fats are very dense in calories. And for example, if you let's say an example, if you pour uh, two tablespoons of olive oil in your in your meal, you're getting 220, 230. Uh, calories right there and that's not something that it's hard to eat makes sense it's not it doesn't create volume and volume in your plate it's just oil for example and that's something that just knowing that it will make it easier for you if you're trying to gain weight instead of you know just going crazy and eating all the rice and all the pasta and all the bread and just you know just trying to get as many as many carbs as you can but yeah, like like team asked me, yeah, definitely. I love the the other point I wanted to bring connecting these two points is that 
once I, I tried intermittent fasting, it felt, I, I, I want, I, it's like I just broke free. It, it was, for me, it was one of the greatest feelings ever in my life because for me, I've been always in this, uh, pursuing this thing of gaining weight. And so for me, skipping a meal was something impossible. And so, for example, let's say we were on vacation and we were, you know, like, let's say uh, me and Annalise, we are in another city and we're walking around. And, you know, when you're on vacation, I mean, it's good to enjoy a meal, but you don't want to, like, stop doing something that you're doing because, oh, it's time to eat. And, and that's something that intermittent fasting gives you. It gives you the flexibility. It teaches your body. It puts your body in a state where it can use fat for fuel, it breaks down the fat, the, the, your fat tissues, and it creates ketones, which is, let's say, the, the, it's like saying glucose, but from, from, from fat, and, it, and your body uses it for, for, to produce energy. And so my point is that it, you just, it's this sense, it's this feeling of freedom that I, that I really love about intermittent fasting. Like nowadays I'm eating two to three times a day before I was eating four or five times. And like Andy said, I was force feeding myself, especially that, that breakfast. And now I just wake up, I do my thing and I'm, I, I have my first meal at around noon and I'm so productive and so energetic throughout the whole morning. So yeah, that's one of the things that I definitely love about intermittent fasting. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I definitely want to start tomorrow now. That sounds good, right? <laughs> yes, that sounds good. One last question I have on, on that topic, because you mentioned a little bit earlier Walter Longo and the fast mimicking diet and yeah. his studies in terms of longevity, mm -hmm. which I understand in longevity in the terms of living longer. So does it mean that, and, and correct me if I misunderstand that or mm -hmm. so, or what's your opinion on that in terms of, um, is this diet, the uh, intermittent fasting more than for the, let's say short and medium term. And you, at some point you would recommend to switch to a different diet to in quotation marks live longer, or is there no, from your perspective, no, what you, what you learned so far, no restriction and you can do intermittent fasting, let's say forever without any, at least negative impact on your, on, on your life. Length. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely like you, uh, like you just said that the Walter Longo uh, protocol, he called it the prolonged fasting and it's the mm -hmm. fast mimicking diet because it, it, he's, uh, it, he proves that you get the same benefits of fasting for five days, just eating low, super low calorie than if you don't eat at all. Yeah. And he recommends to do this. He recommends it uh, uh, very highly for uh, diabetic individuals. Uh, so for diabetic individuals, he recommends it to do it, uh, I think, three to four times a year. But for healthy people, for healthy individuals, he recommends it to do it once or maybe twice uh, a year. Like mm -hmm. You wouldn't need more than that. And to answer your question about the sustainability of intermittent fasting, uh, for me, it's 100% sustainable. Now, the thing with intermittent fasting is not something that... And it's and the, and I go back to what I always say to my clients. Let's say it, it happens a lot on vacation because when you are like at home, it's everything is easy to control, right? But when you are out of your comfort zone, let's say it that way. Let's say you're on vacation or you're just traveling for work, and let's say that you have a, an early meal or let's say a breakfast meeting, and so you like let's say you're basically forced to eat in a way, and that's not a problem at all. Just eat. You know, so you, you like there's no negative impact in that. So intermittent fasting, it's, it's a, like, like I said before, it's a tool. And if, for, if you do it most of the times, but if you don't do it any given day, you just go back the next day. Okay. And that's also something that I always tell my, tell my clients as far as uh, not the intermittent fasting part, but the eating uh, itself. If one day you just ate something that you shouldn't, and again, air quotes on shouldn't, it, it, like that's not a problem. Like one, like Andy was saying, don't stress about it because you're making the problem. It's double the problem now. And also the next meal you have, it's a new, a brand new opportunity for you to get back on track. And you will also get that opportunity, which is, you know, this great thing about nutrition. You will always have, hopefully, that next meal. And you can just go 
you know, get back in track and forget about what happened. That's a very good point, Joe. Yeah. All right. George, are there any, uh, I know you have a couple of programs where, uh, first of all, how can the listeners uh, reach you? Let's go there first. Yeah. So uh, my Instagram handle, it's Jorge underscore feed by Romao. Uh, they can reach me through my website. It's feedbyromao.com. And I'm also on Facebook. You can look me up, Jorge Romao. Feed, feed by Romao also has its page. So yeah, you can, you can find me there. And then uh, just really quick, what are the names of your programs that you're currently, I, I think you're offering right now, right? Or am I? Yeah, so right now, no, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, right now I'm offering my, uh, my Feed by Romao nutrition plan. It has, it has a few phases, but the, the phase one, it's, it's a three-month three program. And yeah, I'm just saying that because the three, the three months for, for a lot of people sounds like, what is, it has to be three months. And it's a lot has to do with what we were talking. We need to create new habits. We need to, to, to make, to create a sustainable uh, system or way of, of eating. And it takes time. <laughs> and, and you work virtually also with clients? Or is yeah, I, I mostly, one? I mostly work online. Yes. Okay, for, for the nutrition part, it's, it's totally online. I mean, I have clients that I, that I see in person, but it's totally, totally doable online. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, any books that you recommend, uh, George? Uh, or any resources outside of your programs? Yes or no? If not, it's okay. Well, I, I, I very, rec I, I, right, I really recommend the book that we were talking about. It's the longevity diet. It has, I mean, there are things that you, you can be like, eh, I don't know about this, but there's a lot of things that you, that you could learn. Okay. from from that book another book that i want to recommend it, it's it's called mindset and i'm just recommending because i'm looking at it and <laughs> and it really has a lot to do with it's ba it's basically explaining the importance of having a growth mindset and it's mm. it's it, it applies for everything in life but it also applies applies for nutrition and like you were saying when you have to to create to break old habits that are not serving your purposes and you have to create new habits it's really important to know that that the mindset plays a huge role there. So yeah, awesome. I really recommend that one. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So again, for the listeners, um, I'll be putting uh, both his uh, contact information and the programs he's offering um, at the bottom of the show notes here, the podcast and the books also available should see uh, at the bottom of this podcast. Now, for the, actually there's two more parts to the podcast real quick. Uh, the first one is what I call um, speed round. Um, and basically, that's just questions uh, to get to know you a little bit more better or a little bit better. Uh, and I think it's kind of funny. Um, and then at the end, it's three things I like to uh, give. All right. So speed round. I know I have a few questions and I think Tim yeah, one of these. has one. So, Ooh. Tim, you want to fire first? Okay. Um, oh, and by the way, you have 0.3 seconds to answer the question. So whatever, whatever comes first, whatever comes first, you blur it out. <laughs> okay, right. George. Nutrition-wise or, or other topics, what have you changed your mind about in the last few years? In the last what, sorry? What have you changed your mind about in the last few years, nutrition-wise or any other topic? Oh, I definitely changed my mind on you don't have to be eating all day. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, next question, are you ready? I'm ready. Your scariest moment ever? So it actually happened in Venezuela. Okay. And if you, it, it's totally uh, related to the um, to the bad times that we're living there. So so I was just involved in a. I mean, I, I was robbed, mm -hmm. and I was in my car, and oh. and yeah, <laughs> it was very scary. I thought I was gonna die, but yeah, now I'm here. Well, very thankful that you made it through, and here exactly. you are. Exactly, that was scary. Yeah, the best thing you have ever done on your scooter. Uh, By the way, guys, he drives a scooter. So. <laughs> best thing I've done in my scooter. Or better yet, best thing about having a scooter. Oh, best thing about having a scooter is is so cheap uh, uh, gas. Okay. Yeah. And you get to zip zip through people on uh, traffic. Oh, yeah, I didn't want to say that part. <laughs> That's definitely the number one. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I don't think that's legal, though. But yeah, I do it. We talked about habits. What is some unusual habit you have? Unusual habits. Ah, let me see. That's a hard one. That was a great one. <laughs> yeah, right. That was a great one. He came with the fire very quickly. Unusual habit. Uh, 
even though we're past the point three seconds, we're going to give you time here. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to need more than that. Uh, I don't know. I don't think I have one. I probably do. That's a fair answer. Is it? When? Okay, yeah. so I'll I go mean, with that. If you that. don't have I don't any, think, uh... then that's fine too. Okay, okay there you go. <laughs> All right, so if you could travel, would you travel to the future or to the past? To the past. Why? Because I, I, I want to see how we get here. You want to see how we got to where we're at how, right now? How we, yeah. I would like to, to see, like, the first thing that comes to my mind, it's, it's watching us uh, as, as a human race evolving mm. and, and just, like, and, uh, yeah, like, doing what we did to, to get here. How to far back? How far back would you go? Are we talking about like dinosaur area era? How far are we? Or how far are we talking about? Here? Yeah. So, so also to my mind came. <laughs> I wanna. Yeah, <laughs> that's so interesting. Uh, it was like I was looking at us when we stopped, like just moving around, and we just started like at our agricultural phase, and we started like staying in a place for mm. you know for 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 a whole lifetime, basically. Right. So yeah. we stopped being nomads, going from one continent to the next, and then we just kind of set our roots, and then yeah. generation yeah. from generation, we just stayed there. Okay. Exactly. I would that's, like to see that. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That's pretty that's cool. Crazy. Yeah. Um, last one, just because I'm curious. <laughs> um, favorite movie? Which one? Favorite movie. Favorite movie. So, you know, it's, I, like a, I like a bunch of movies, but one that always comes to my mind is Shawshank Redemption. Wow, love that movie. <laughs> you know, you, you can you can tell a lot by a person uh, about a person by their favorite movie. You think? What would you I, say? I don't know. I'm just talking crap, but that's a great movie. <laughs> What's pick. your favorite movie then? My favorite movie of all time would be uh, uh, Ace Ventura: Pet Detective. Jim Carrey. Now I have to think oh, what yeah, that means. That's definitely, that's definitely my top my top ten. That tells us about you. That tells you a lot about me. I'm a goofy <laughs> uh, type of guy. <laughs> I even named my I even named my dog Ace Ventura. By the way. <laughs> and he's like, just as goofy as I am. Yeah, I love that movie. I love that movie. I you know, love it, that. Guy. It's just yeah, very practical. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, with that being said, uh, so this last part is basically three thank yous that I think is probably the most important part of the podcast, other than the value uh, that we have shared here and that you yourself, George, have shared here. Is the first one goes is uh, thank you to you as our guest uh, for taking the time. Uh, to jump on and really share your experiences with uh, nutrition, fitness, uh, with your clients. Uh, yeah, thank you for taking the time for yeah, jumping on absolutely. here. So happy, so happy to to be here. And so, so, I mean, thank you for having me. It's, it's been a great experience. Yeah, an no honor. No problem. Actually, I have to add another thank you. The other thank you goes to Tim right in front of me for yeah. being my co-host for this episode. Um, I appreciate it, Tim. You did a great job. Great questions just great overall. Questions. Thank you. It was fun. Yeah. The real Thank MVP you. here. Uh, I didn't basically, I was just here, the guy with the headphone and a mic in front of him. Tim did most of the work. You made um, it happen. Hey, it's okay. <laughs> um, the third, or should I say, yeah, the third thank you um, goes to the listeners. Because uh, again, we have this platform, thankfully, um, and this opportunity to share information and share knowledge. Um, and you could have been doing anything right now. You could have been really taking a nap probably something I want to do right now, taking a nap. You could have been, um, I don't know, watching a movie. You could have been watching Netflix. You could have been driving. Or maybe, you know what, yeah. you could have been... Um, some junk food. Yeah, eating some <laughs> junk food. But you decided to uh, listen in to this episode and to this podcast and get some valuable information. So um, thank you for giving us the opportunity to, to uh, be on this platform, share information, and um, to really be a part of it. So thank you very much uh, to the listeners. And then the last uh, thank you goes to our patients, goes to our clients, goes to our students. Because uh, again, like I mentioned, we have this platform, whether to coach somebody, to treat somebody, to teach somebody. Um, but again, if there, that person wasn't there on the other end and it was just us with a passion to teach or the passion to treat or the passion to coach, um, we really, there really, it would be a boring world. So... <laughs> Thank you for giving us uh, the opportunity to share our value, to share our passion uh, for what we do. Because like I said, uh, for, for a lot of us that do what we do, uh, we wouldn't want to be doing anything else. And to have the opportunity to love what you do is, is um, definitely something that we take advantage of. So, and we're very grateful for. So thank you uh, to those that allow us to do what we do. Thank you very much. And uh, with that being said, this is Connect and Move Radio. I'm your host, Andy Fortuna, signing out.
Hey there, Andy Fortuna here, and I hope you enjoyed that episode. I love the opportunity to connect and share information with passionate people just like you and would love the opportunity to do the same for others. So please take the time right now to leave a five-star review and help spread the word about this podcast. Thank you so much for your support and see you on the next episode. Hold up.